Hey guys, this is Naeem and you've reached the Mosaic Church Podcast. So excited that you're part of our listening community and I'd love for you to be even more connected. So check out our website. There's more content there and there's more opportunities for you to get connected in our ministries and events as well. Also, love for you to share this content. If this is blessed to you, I know that God wants to use you to bless other people with it. So share this podcast, if you will. Lastly, would you consider supporting this ministry? This is made possible by other people's generosity, and I'd love for you to pay it forward. Join us to reclaim the message and the movement of Jesus together. So would you consider giving to this ministry? I know that God is able to do immeasurably more through us when we come together. Thank you so much. God bless you and enjoy. Good morning. How are we doing? Good? Awesome, awesome. Merry Christmas. Man, it is awesome to be in this season. I tell you what, uh, I'm usually not that, uh, I'm not a Christmas guy, you know, I'm not. Uh, but this year I'm getting full on into it. I'm loving everything. In fact, I've got a song that's stuck in my head. Do you have a song stuck in your head like during the season? Anybody have a song? Okay, my song is, or the line I'm always like singing out loud, um, is it's the most wonderful time of the year. Because I don't know the rest of the song, but it's the most wonderful time of the year. It's, it's basically, that's all I've been saying. It's just stuck in my head. But you know what's funny, though, about Christmas is that it's magical. It's awesome. It's like it's all the good stuff, you know. But it can get seriously chaotic. Anybody? It gets really crazy. I mean, like, seriously, like, sometimes you interact with people out there. Out there, people. And I'm like, you know, in traffic, and then someone cuts me off. I'm like, it's the most wonderful time of the year. I'm like, what? What's going on here? So today, what I want to do is I want to talk about the, what do we do in the midst of all those things? Because it's not just people cutting us off. It's also the sense of like, I don't know, um, I'm, not feeling the, I'm not feeling it. Because some of us are honestly just sad. Some of us might feel like, I mean, it's just, this, 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 this year's a little complicated when it comes to just laughter and joy and all those things. Well, in our series, Advent, we're talking about joy today. Uh, talking about the fact that Advent means the arrival, arrival of Jesus. And the Jesus uh, is basically, we're anticipating this, this time where God is sending uh, the, uh, the, the Prince of Peace, I mean, the, the King of all kings, joy to the world. And so we have songs like that. We talk about how the angels actually declared that there was going to be joy all over the world. The truth, though, is, is when it comes to joy and the season, but not only just the season, joy is complicated. How many of you would say, you know what, uh, joy is tough. I'd rather just be happy. Anybody? 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 Right? I'd rather just be happy. Like, because you know what? Happiness is easy. Isn't it? Like, small things can make you happy. Big things can make you happy. Little things can make you happier. Like, I mean, listen, if someone just, if things just work out, guess what? You're happy. If someone just does the dishes, guess what? Super happy. Super happy. Someone, someone just notices you. You're like, hello. Hey, I'm happy. Someone gives you a compliment. You're happy. Happiness is, is, is just easy. It is. And I'll tell you what, sometimes uh, it's just good to feel 
happy. What's interesting, though, is that in sometimes in context, like uh, religious context, people are told at times, hey, you know what? God wants to give you joy and not happiness. He's not out for your happiness. He is for your what? Joy. That's what he's up for. And I like to say, I am not quite sure. I'm not quite sure because of how God made us. I think we feel a sense of happiness and it fills us up. Could we have both? Could we have both? So I buy these shoes online. Uh, they're just a pair of um, workout shoes. I've been getting them, and, but I just go online and get them. And so whenever they send me the, the, the shoes, uh, they send an email, just confirmation email, you know. But they always sign uh, so-and-so happiness deliverer. And I was like, that's hilarious. Like, hey, happiness is on the way. Happiness just got delivered. Happiness. I was like, this is awesome. And I'm like, would that be great if it was just that easy? Anybody? So easy. Like, happiness delivered. Done. So I wonder if God can deliver on my happiness and your happiness. Can God do that? And you're like, what? Can he? Can he? Oh, is he supposed to? Does he want to? Does he want to do that? I think, I think he does. I think, I think he does. But we have to know the difference. In fact, in fact, I'll tell you this. I believe that God wants you to be happy, but he wants to give you joy. I'll say it once again. God wants you to be happy, but he wants to give you joy. And some of you might be like, I'm not quite sure about that. And I'm going to prove it to you. But let's say it out loud. Can we do that? Is it, is it okay? Is it okay? Okay, let's try it. And let's, let's just personalize this. God wants me to be happy, uh, but he also wants to give me joy, right? So let's try this again. Okay? God wants me to be happy. Let's say it. And I know some of you are like, I don't know if I believe this. I get it. I get it. You say a lot of things you don't believe. Okay, okay, okay. God wants me to be happy, and he also wants to give me joy. Now, I pray that would settle in your soul. Because for some of you, you just believe that God's not happy with you. You're, you're waiting, or God's waiting for you to get your act together so he could be happy with you. And so you have an interesting relationship with God when it comes to happiness. Now you might think he doesn't want you to be happy. I think he wants you to have both. Both. Because both are needed for us. See, uh, happiness are these moments in life that we desperately need. Because you, you, you belt out loud. I mean, how many of you have scrolled social media just to get a good laugh? Anybody? You watch these dumb videos, but they're not dumb. They're like hilarious. And then what you do is you forward it to people. You're like, watch this. This is hilarious. And it's usually someone, uh, someone's, you know, someone's having a hard time. Like something happened to them, right? Or it's, or it's like animal videos. Why? Why? I feel like animals would be like, hey, stop putting us on video. <laughs> like, don't do that. You know, especially cats. Like, like stop it. But we want to be, we want to be happy. It's, o- it's okay. It's, o- it's, it's okay. So we... So happiness is required for us. I mean, we're, we're made to laugh. Some of you guys are made to laugh. I mean, we were created with that. God wants us to laugh out loud. That's why it's so, that's why it's so funny. But some, some of us laugh out loud and start crying. Have you noticed that? You tear up. And some of you, just a few of you, snort. You do, you do, you do. I'm like, well, that's, now, if I can make someone snort, laugh out loud, I've done my job, I feel like. Happiness delivered. Uh, but then what about joy? What about joy? See, I think uh, when we are trying to figure out happiness and joy, we got to know what the difference is. 
And so well, let me take you to a passage of scripture. And it is a story that Luke uh, writes. And Luke is one of the gospel writers. And it, this guy is interesting because Luke actually lists in details a lot of things. And what he does is he tells the story of Jesus. He doesn't just start with him being an adult. He starts with the backstory. And the backstory he, want, he goes into is actually talking about an incident that took place between Mary, the mother of Jesus, and Elizabeth. And Elizabeth, okay, her, uh, her cousin. Now, Elizabeth, for extra credit, extra credit, okay, for brownies at the end, Elizabeth is the, the mother of who? Anybody know? Anybody know? John the Baptist. John the Baptist. So if you don't know the story, what happens is, is that her cousins, and they... Uh, she, uh, Mary gets pregnant and Elizabeth, they haven't seen Elizabeth in a while because she was actually older and she was praying for a miracle and praying for a miracle and she gets pregnant. And so they have a mommy's meetup, okay? And then they are talking about this and here's what happens. So this is how Luke writes. He says, this is what happened. He says, when Elizabeth heard, I mean, heard the greeting, the greeting of who? Mary. So Mary walks in the door and says, hey, Elizabeth. And, he, and then something happened. She says that, the, uh, uh, says that she felt the baby do what? Kick. Kick. Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. And she said in a loud voice, you are the most blessed of all women. And blessed is the child that you have. I feel blessed. A lot of blessings, okay? I feel blessed that the mother of my Lord is visiting me. As soon as I heard your greeting, Elizabeth, I'm going to tell you something. I felt the baby do what? Jump for joy. Jump for joy. There's little baby Jesus in the boom. Not baby Jesus, baby John. Baby John in the boom, getting so excited. Okay, You are blessed for believing that the Lord would keep his promises, promise to you. And then uh, Luke says that Mary writes a song. Now, uh, I mean, I'm not... I'm quite sure that all of a sudden Mary did not break into a song, even though the next verse is that, because it's not a musical, clearly, okay? But she writes a song. In fact, it's a song called the uh, Magnificent, which is recited and sang in traditional churches. And here's how the song goes. My soul praises the Lord's greatness. My spirit finds its, its what? Joy in God and my Savior because he has looked favorably on me, uh, his humble servant. So right here, there is an interaction that takes place. And I want you to see the, how, um, I want you to see the difference between um, what's unique about happiness and joy. Two people, super excited. So one is, I mean, both of them are pregnant, but there is, they're both feeling a sense of happiness and joy. But who's feeling what? Like what's happening there? It's the best way to understand it is not a graduation, right? Or graduation. Like, so if when you graduate, I remember my graduation, it was a big deal to my mom and dad because my sister and I graduated together. And, and for me, it was the only thing I graduated from. The only thing. Did not finish high school, okay? No, because my, my school blew up in a war. Backstory in Kuwait. Anyways, came here, refugee, all that jazz, got into college, 
Mom and dad super pumped about it. Then my sister and I, we both graduated same day, same college, uh, college Charleston. And man, they were so, I mean, we were all, we were so happy. We're so happy. I was so happy. I was like, finally, I'm done. I'm done. I don't have to write any papers. I don't have to do anything. And my life is filled with writing papers. Okay, I'm like, I'm done. But my mom and dad felt something too. I felt happiness. They felt what? Joy. You see, joy is found in other people's accomplishments. Joy is, is complicated and, 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 and important. It's, it's, like, it's like looking at someone, you feel joy. Like you, you, if you've had this experience as a coach, as a leader, as a, as a teacher, as a person, as a parent. You're like, you look at someone and they, they're killing it or they just killed it. You feel a sense of what? Joy. And what do you say? I'm so what? proud i'm so proud what is that joy is telling you hey you feel something because because being um feeling proud for, of someone is connected to joy it's not happiness because happiness is connected to you like then things work out for you you're you're happy so god wants you to be happy he wants you to be happy but he also wants to give you what joy he, 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 but we don't need to just settle for happiness we, we don't need to do that because, see, moments of, moments of um, happiness are, are just moments in life. But joy is kind of like this momentum in life. Like it's a path. It's a, it's a, it keeps on going. And that's something that God wants to give you and me. So if you find yourself in a place where going, I'm not quite sure, Naeem, if I, I'm not even happy, I'm not even, I'm, I'm just sad. I'm grieving. I'm, I, I joy, I mean, a lot of things have robbed my joy. I, 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 I understand. And the reason why I understand is because uh, I've lived through people passing away around this time. We, we as a family, go through um, just even recent deaths in our family of not having loved ones around. So I, I kind of get it. I kind of get it. But I want to make a case that God wants you to be happy. He wants you to smile. He wants you to have, um, he wants you to have a laugh. He wants you to enjoy each other. Because God, I'm convinced that God wants me to be happy. And he wants to what? Give me what? Joy. He wants to do it. In fact, Jesus does this in John. He says this in John. And it's pretty profound. In John 15, Jesus says, As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Now remain in my love. And then he says this, for I've told you this so that my joy may be in you and, and your joy may be what? Complete. You want to learn some Hebrew? Anybody? Anybody? Jesus, the word joy is simcha. Let's try it one more time. We're like, I'm not saying that. Let's try it. Let's try it. Simcha. Simcha is joy. So when Jesus was like, I want to give you my simcha, my, my joy. Like the joy I have, I want to put simha in you. And that word in the language is, is, is like I said, it's, it's potent. It's not like just one emotion, several. There's several emotions. Uh, a pleasure, this idea of um, fulfillment, a sense of fully satisfa satisfaction. It's, it's a delight. It's, 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 it's a complicated word. It's like, I want to give you all that so your joy would be complete. And the word complete there is actually likened to the word, the word ripened. It needs to be, it's, it's fully ripened. It's fully, it's like, like it's grown to its full potential. That's the kind of joy that God wants to give you. So he wants to give you joy. 
And he's right there in this passage, I think, alludes to how we get it. Because then the question is, so how do we get this simha? How, how do we get this joy of Jesus? Do we just believe more? Some, you know, sometimes you're just tempted to go, I just need to believe more. And that's true. you got to believe. But what, what do we do? What, what does it, what does it actually look like? So Paul the Apostle, this guy who, man, he, uh, he met Jesus in a very radical way. He was against Jesus and then met him and then full on, man, went all out. And then he began to do something that none of the other apostles were doing the, the, as fast as he was. And that was he was starting churches, going all over the world because Jewish people had been dispersed. And so he was going to them, starting churches, and then he began writing to these churches. And that's why in the Bible, we have all these letters to all these churches. And so one of the letters he wrote was to a church in Galatia. Can you say Galatia? Okay, so the, and it called, it's called the book of Galatians, okay? So it's a letter. He writes this letter, and he writes this letter to Jew, uh, to sorry, to Christians, Christians in Galatia. But here's the kicker: these Christians are not necessarily Jewish Christians. They are like pagan people, Gentiles who became Christians. So he's started this church in them and he is writing something and he's writing the whole book of Galatians is in fact just Paul saying, hey, 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 I know these Jewish Christians are giving you a hard time. Let me just tell you what's up. That's pretty much it. Now you would think, no, there's no way Christians would give other Christians a hard time. That never happens. What are you talking about? It's nonsense, Right? Never happened, but apparently it happens here. And so the whole book, if you ever read Galatians, it's basically saying, hey, don't kill them. You know, just don't. Be, hang in there. Hang in there. They're pre- the Jewish Christians were pressuring the pagan Christians to act and live a certain way, which Christians love doing that, pressuring other people to live and act a certain way. And so he writes to them, and he goes, hey, let me just tell you something, Okay. Let me just tell you a thing. I want you, to, I want you to know this, okay? That God's doing a work in you. He's doing a work in you. And in fact, he's actually growing some things in you. And he says this in chapter five, verse 22. He says, the fruit of the spirit is love. And then what? Joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. I mean, all these things, but you don't want to hear that. You don't want to hear that when you're, everybody else is driving you crazy. But Paul does give us a clue to how joy is experienced in our life, in everyday life, especially when people are driving you crazy, especially when you're under so much pressure in life, at work, at home. He says, it's a fruit that is grown. It's a fruit that has grown. And so as I was thinking about this and really studying this, I thought, wow, this is interesting because I will tell you, and you know this, happiness is so much easier than joy. How do we really get it? Okay, it's gr- okay how, does, how does it work? And so as I began thinking about it, I thought, you know what happiness is? Happiness is like picking flowers. Joy is like planting a garden. So you can either spend your whole life picking flowers or you can plant a garden of joy. Now, I think you should do both. Now, picking flowers is like 
And I, if you've ever picked a flower, you're like, I like this one. And I like that one. That one's kind of weird. I like that one. And depending on the person you're getting it for, like, I think she'll, I don't know, maybe. I think, what does this really say? I don't know. Okay, just get it. Like, uh, you pick it. But what are you doing? You are picking it. Happiness, I think, is just like this picking flowers. You pick the relationship you want. You pick the experience you want, and you go, that'll make me happy, that'll make me happy, she'll make me happy, he'll make me happy, no, 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 see me happy. Like you get, you pick the experiences, the gifts, the tools, the toys, whatever you want, and you put them in a bouquet. And you go, it makes me happy. And guess what? It does. You pick flowers, you put them in a bouquet, you look at them, you're like, oh my gosh, you make it, it's awesome. But what happens to flowers that are picked? Yes, in about a week, apparently. They just die. Nothing bad about that. What do you got to do after that? You pick some more. And so happiness, if a life um, about just that's that, that, that settled for just happiness is a life that says, I'll just keep picking. I'll just keep, I'll just keep picking flowers. Or you can do that. You can pick flowers, pick the right people, pick their experiences, have the most fun, all that, and make, find things that make you happy, discover who you are, but you can also plant a garden. So you either pick happiness or plant joy. And I think we need to plant joy. Here's why. When you're going through a really rough breakup, if you're going through like a betrayal or like a serious disappointment, you know, at work, at life, you just, you, you know, sometimes like weeks are good and then you hit a Monday, you're like, life sucks. Or is this, or is this it? Is this it? Let me tell you what you don't want to do in days when you're sad. Pick, pick flowers. You don't want to pick flowers. You're like, everything is terrible. Life is awful. People are awful. Everything is awful. I'm going to play a sad movie or a song, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to get out of bed all day. You don't say, hey, I'm going to go and pick flowers. doesn't happen. doesn't happen. And so the, how, do we, how do we get through a day, uh, a week, a month, a couple of years of just not wanting to pick flowers, not choosing to be happy? Because some people we know are not choosing to be happy. They're not giving themselves permission to laugh, smile, to be happy. Sometimes they just feel like, I, I can't do that when I, I've lost this person. or the, I just can't, I can't have happiness in my life. But the good thing is, is that if you are planted joy, regardless of what's happening in your life, even though you don't feel it, you have planted, you've planted joy in your life. You know, I'm, as I thought about this, I thought, I'm the worst guy to talk about planting anything, like growing anything. Well, I mean, I alluded to the fact that I, I'm, I grew up in a desert, friends, okay? Like Kuwait is a desert. We, we, we had, we didn't, and I grew up in apartments. Like I never had a house growing up, okay? We lived in apartments. And I came here, my first house, it was in Charleston, South Carolina, and I had no idea what yard work was, okay? First of all, okay? We had a yard, which was apparently this green slab of things in front of you and behind you, 
okay? And my wife, and Ashley was like, hey, listen, what do you want to do with this? And I'm like, I don't know. And then I thought, you know what I'm going to do? I mean, it was not a lot of grass in front of our house, but I was like, you know what I'll do? I'm going to plant a palm tree. I kid you not, I planted a palm tree and nothing else, okay? Because I was like, it reminds me of home. Okay, that's great. And Ashley was like, I don't even uh, do whatever you want to do. And I remember, I remember, kid you not, I kid you not. I mean, again, I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't want to ask for help, whatever. One day I'm like, I'm, I've got a bag of, I don't know what it was. It was pink stuff, okay? It was pink stuff. It was like, I don't know, lime, feed, seed. I don't know what it was. And I was just, from the bag, I was just, just doing this. I kid you not, I was just doing it. And then I found the, 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 the bald spots on the grass, and I was like putting more on there. I'm like, just patch it up, patch it up. Okay, and my neighbor walks out and he goes, hey, you want some help with that? And I go, yeah, sure, here's a bag. And he goes, and then he leaves. And he comes back with this little contraption, okay? It's called a sum, it's called a spreader, right? He's like, put the bag in here and don't do that and don't do this. Now, I got to tell you, I've gotten better. Partly because I've gotten amazing neighbors and Pastor Mike, who is on staff here. Pastor Mike, I just want you to know, I've told you this before, maybe it's here and there. He loves my yard more than I do. Uh, he just does. He texts me randomly and he goes, have you cut your grass? And I text him back, are you smoking grass? Like, like, like what? What, what, what is the deal? Dude, back off, bro. Back off. He, when he walks into my house, any time, every time he walks, he judges my yard. He doesn't even care if the house is on fire. He'd be like, whoa, someone's not doing, I'm like, someone is me, and you know what? If you want to do this, bro, why don't you come and do it? And he has done it, okay? And now I just do it out of guilt because I'm like, I can't have him come and aerate my grass and do my thing and this and all that. But I'll tell you what, I've got some other great, another great neighbor, Mike. Mike is a Muslim guy that, I mean, that's so funny, right? I got two mics in my life. One is a Christian pastor, one's a Muslim dude, okay? And one's white, one's black. And so Mike comes out in the neighborhood and he's like, he's like, hey, listen, um, you know, what's your plan for the yard? I'm like, to grow. Like, like that, that is the plan. That's the plan. He was like, if you mapped it out, had you laid it out, what are we doing? Like, are we robbing a bank? What, what, what is this? Like, what's your strategy when it comes? I'm like, what in the world are you talking about, bro? And he was like, hey, you got to plant this over here and this over there and this over there. Now, his yard is amazing, okay? It was like in articles and all that stuff. I mean, it's, it's amazing. And so he begins to tell me what to do. And he told me to buy these plants that are like really small. Like, like I, he was like, buy this, buy this, buy this. And I'm like, I stopped him. I was like, I want to buy big stuff that's already done its work. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't want to do that. He was like, you don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. And my other neighbor was buying big stuff. And here he is like, buy these small things, buy these small things. And I'm like, I don't want to do this. He goes, three years. Give me three years, man. In three years, I'll tell you, your stuff, your little stuff is going to grow into bigger stuff than theirs. And, like, and just do this and do this and do this. And I'm like, okay, okay. I listened to him. Oh my gosh, friends. Three years later, Again, three years later. That's the problem with joy right there. Three years later. I would rather pick flowers than plant, plant joy. Because joy takes what? 
Time, yeah, it takes time. It takes years, it takes effort, and I got to feed it and feed it and seed it and water it and irrigate I mean, it just takes a lot of time. But guess what? It's always there. Every time I walk out of the, my, my yard, I'm like, it's, I've got something to look at. I've got something. So I just wonder in your life, what if, what if we move from like picking flowers and just picking flowers to planting joy in our life? What would it look like to feed it and seed it? You know, I think there are certain things. I think, I think you could, I think you could, uh, there are certain things that you need to feed, um, to seed joy with. And I think to me, it's about relationships. Like, I think uh, seeding joy in your soul is connected to relationships. You've got to sow the right kind of relationships for joy in your life. And I mean, like, the right kind of people. And I also mean, um, I mean, even God. Like, for some of you, you're like, I'm just trying to figure this out. But you have to sow the right relationships. You've got to sow that seed. Now, if you're here, you're watching, you're listening, guess what you're doing? You're sowing into that and you're doing the right thing. But then there are relationships in your life that, that and frankly, you're trying to grow this garden in a sense, but because of this seed that you have, your relationships are not the right ones. You have too many wrong relationships. You, you have too many uh, transactional relationships. You have too many just, I don't know, I was bored relationships. I just, you have too many relationships that are just situationships. Like you just have those. You're just like, whatever, man. And then what happens is you end up living a life out of obligation. Because now you just said yes to those relationships for whatever reason, to the job, to the girl, to the, to the marriage, to the whatever. And now it's just obligation. And you live your life with obligation. And not imagination, not potential. I got to do this. this, is my, this is, I, I'm, I'm obligated to do this, act this way, and be this kind of person. You see what, what happens? You can't grow joy in that. And then what we can also do is we can have all the right people and not have God in the middle of it. And like I said before, you are here watching this. You're listening to this. You're sowing the right relationship, growing in your relationship with God, sowing that, having, being close to him. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it seeds your garden of joy. It seeds, it helps you plant this joy. That's why in the scriptures, it talks about these, the people who are close to God are like oaks of righteousness. They're, 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 they're planted by the stream. I mean, there's a sense of like, you grow bigger and, and stronger. You get deeper roots when you have this right relationship with God. And then you also have to, like I said, with the right relationships with people, because you could have all the talent in the world and you can have all the, um, education, and you can have all the resources in the world. But man, if you have the wrong people in your life, they will kill your garden. You know this, and I know this, because guess what my yard has all the time that I have to deal with? Weeds. All the time. And I just wonder, I just wonder, maybe that's why there's no, there's no Joy. And sometimes they take over. Sometimes the joy in your life can actually kill out the weeds, but that's, that's a tricky thing to do. Because sometimes I just want to ignore the weeds. And I go, I just gonna have the, I'm just going to have the grass grow bigger and longer. And I'm just going to, hey, all the good stuff will outweigh all the bad, but there's something about bad stuff, right? It just poisons the soul. And then you wonder why you're just not happy and you're, you're, you have no joy. 
And the other is this idea of like, not just seeding it, but feeding it, right? You got to feed stuff. And I think, to me, I think it's, it's feeding, it is, it's about routine. It's, feeding is about watering and all those things. But for us, I think in, in, in our lives, it's, it's about this is the routine of our life, like our actions, our actions. Like, what are we actually doing? I was talking to a person the other day, and it's so funny. And she was like, she was talking about her life, and I was like, how's it going? She's like, oh, man, it's, it's a little chaotic right now. Um, I said, oh, how come? And she was like, yeah, I, she said, I said, I said yes to making 400 cookies for an event. And then she said, God hates me. And you know what I said? Because I know her. I said, no, you hate yourself. Listen, listen, you got into that one. You said yes to that. God loves you and he wants you to love yourself. And that means you say no to the 400 cookies. See, I think sometimes we just said yes to the wrong things. I mean, you can't experience joy if you don't slow down. You can't experience joy if you don't slow down. You can't stop and smell the roses as you're running past them. You can't do that. You can't experience, oh, you can't have the joy of the journey when you're doing 120. Like it's, you're not. And guess what? Your pace in life if you're connected to people, like you're part of a family or a friends group, you are taking them on that pace as well. And if, they, if you find yourself being ignored by text, they're like, I got to get off this ride. You're too going too fast for people. See, it's, 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 it's feeding your joy, which is a routine. Like what is something that you can change about your simple routine in life to just have joy in your life. What, what can you do? What can you do? And for so many of us, we're just like, you know what? Uh, uh, I don't know. Look for, let me ask you this. What do you guys, uh, are, uh, what do you guys think about fake plants? You, how many people are like, I'm good with fake plants? This is a fake plant right here. I'm good with fake plants. Okay, let me get, okay. Some people are nervous. They're like, I don't know if I should say that. Okay, raise your hand, raise, raise your hands if you're, you're okay with fake plants. Uh, inside the house, inside the house. Fake plants outside the house. <laughs> nice. Fake people are like, hey, hey, hey. Okay. How many of you are like, that is an abomination? Okay. All right. Okay. Fine. Okay. You know what's amazing with fake plants? They almost look perfect. And we have fake plants all over this building. <laughs> all over this building. I got introduced to a person a couple of, a couple of months ago. And they were like, hey, you meet so-and-so. Um, she... Here's what she does for uh, as work. She goes into your organization or workplace and she will pick out the plants that your organization and your building needs. And I'm like, I got me. I got, I'm good. Like, like real plants? She's like, yeah, real plants that we have to take care of? Nope. <laughs> no, I'm not interested. You know how, how many people use this building? We're not doing that. Every time I even bring it up, people are like, no. We're not doing that. The only real tree we got right now is that big old tree outside the Christmas tree. 
And guess what? You have to water that sucker for so long. Our water bill is going to be ridiculous. Okay? And we need to pass the plate again to pay for the water bill. We don't even pass the plate. But you know what's interesting about fake plants is I've got fake plants in this building. But at home, we got real plants. You know what's the difference between real plants? They make, create oxygen. Do you know if you plant joy in your life, it gives you more life. It allows you to breathe. For some of us, you, you can't, you don't have, you're drowning. You, you're out of breath. Because you're pretending. You're pretending that you have joy. See, sometimes people come in here and church buildings are great places to pretend you have joy. And you can have a fake plant here, like we do here. But you shouldn't be, shouldn't have fake plants at home, in a sense. Like, just remember, like if you create and take the time to actually plant joy, it gives you more life in life. So, let me pray that over you. Because I feel like for some of us, you're just, you're just picking happiness and you really need to plant joy in your life. In fact, friends, you were created with that in mind. Ecclesiastes, last passage here. Let me read this to you. It says here, God has made everything beautiful for its own time. He has planted eternity in the human heart but even so, people can't see the whole scope of God's work from beginning to the end. God has planted something inside of you. And I pray that you would allow it to grow. So much of our relationship with God is connected to growth. That's why Jesus, the Christmas story is Jesus born as a what? Baby. I wonder sometimes, was Jesus born as a baby for us to watch him grow or for his heavenly father to watch him grow? Because there's something about that, isn't it? There's something beautiful about seeing people grow. So if you find yourself in a place like, I'm not where I'm supposed to be. I'm not right. I'm not, there's something wrong with me, something wrong with me. I'm not perfect. I'm not, I don't have it together. I have so many issues. I got, oh, I got, I'm a hot mess. You are a hot mess but you're his mess. And he loves to see you grow. And that's why he knows you need happy moments, but you also need a momentum. You need joy in your life. So let me pray for us. Lord God, thank you for allowing us to be who we are, knowing God that there are days where we are so sad. We're just in a funk, we're just down. We just feel like we don't want to talk to anybody. And then there are days where we're so excited about everything. And God, you see us on our highs and lows, and you love us the same. God, I pray that today we would be reminded you're not waiting for us to change to make you happy. We make you happy. I don't know why, God. For me, I don't know sometimes. But you look at me 
and you have great joy. Great joy. Because when you see me happy, you experience joy. And that joy is fulfilled in us. So God, I pray, would you help us as we're going through some tough times right now? Would you pour out your presence on us as we're just processing things in our life? We think, we wish things were better. It's been a while since we've smiled. It's been a while since we laughed out loud. God, I pray this over my friends, that you, God, would turn their weeping into praise. That you, God, would lift up our heads as the world just and life just pushes us down. As David said, let God, you are the lifter of our heads. God, would you do that this morning? In your name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to this message from Mosaic Church in Charlotte, North Carolina. For more audio and video content, visit us at mosaicchurch.tv.